My name is Ronnie Green, and I have the pleasure of serving as the Vice Chancellor of the Institute of Ag and Natural Resources here at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. And uh, again, I want to just thank all of you for your participation in this fourth uh, Water for Food conference. It's been a huge success. I hope you will agree with me on that. And please give our organizing committee and everyone that's made it happen a big round of applause. Now, it's my pleasure today, before we uh, have a special recognition, to introduce several special guests who are with us today. Um, some have been with us through the duration of the conference. Others have just joined us today. So I'd like to first introduce to you a group of the staff and the leadership of our natural resource districts across Nebraska. You're going to hear quite a bit more about this a little later in the program. If you attended the uh, Innovative Water Governance Track this morning, you heard how the Nebraska NRDs are regional governments run by locally elected boards working on the forefront of integrated water management. Today, uh, we are pleased to be joined by board members, by directors, by staff members uh, from nine of Nebraska's 23 NRD districts. Would those of you that represent the NRDs please stand as a group and let us acknowledge and welcome you uh, to be here today. I'd also like to recognize a number of students who have joined us. If you remember Dr. Linton's presentation in the opening of the conference on Wednesday, he talked about the three-legged stool of the Doherty Water for Food Institute and those three legs being education, research, and policies. So we take this education mission very seriously. We do have a number of students that have joined us from the UNESCO IHE Institute for Water Education uh, that's based in Delft in the Netherlands. UNESCO IHE is the world's largest international postgraduate water education facility. Since 1957, it's provided postgraduate education to more than 14,500 water professionals from more than 160 countries, many of those from uh, the developing uh, world. The Darty Water for Food Institute has recently partnered, you might remember here last year, the signing of a major agreement uh, with UNESCO IHG to combine their strength in hydraulic engineering and international water management with the University of Nebraska's strengths in, in agronomy uh, and crop and large-scale production systems. Eight IHE students participated in the graduate student poster competition, and 19 others are visiting Nebraska, uh, and they're kind of in the middle of this two-week visit uh, at this time, in a field study experience that enables them to see firsthand the innovative water management practices being implemented here in the state. IHE faculty accompanying the students are Drs. Krishna Prasad, Laszlo Hyde, and FX Suryadi. They're hosted here in Nebraska by our own Dean Eisenhower from our Department of Biological Systems Engineering and Dr. Ed Harvey from our School of Natural Resources. With the IHE students and the faculty and all of those that have made uh, this IHE relationship happen between NU and IHE, please stand and be recognized. Thank you. 
The study tour group, incidentally, uh, has been working in field work around the Lincoln area this past week, and I believe they'll be out across the state uh, as far west as Lake McConaughey uh, in their study tour uh, next week. Next, I have the pleasure of introducing the winners of the poster competitions. Uh, we're going to announce first the winners from the graduate student poster competition that this year was sponsored by Pioneer. I'm going to ask Dr. Linton, our director of the Institute, and Jim Gaffney from Pioneer is here somewhere, I think. Jim, are you in the audience? If you'll come up and uh, join Dr. Linton, we'll recognize our winners of the competition. We really appreciate Pioneer's support of this part of our program. Prior to the conference, 41 posters were entered in an online competition. Prizes include conference registration and $750 in travel support or cash for third place, $1,000 for second place, and $1,500 cash award for first place. University of Nebraska faculty have served as the jurors of the competition. As I announced your names, hopefully correctly, would the students please come forward to claim your prizes and get your picture taken with Dr. Linton and uh, Jim Gaffney. The third place prize for the online competition goes to Yuping Zhang from the UNL Department of Civil Engineering for her poster that was entitled Accumulation of Salmonella Infantis in Soil and Vegetables After Irrigation Using Wastewater Affluence. Yuping, are you here? I don't, I don't see you paying. Uh, second place, and I know this, this um, award winner is not able to be here today, goes to Natalia Uribe from the International Center for Tropical Agriculture for her poster that was entitled Implementation of SWOT Modeling in Two Andean Watersheds as a Tool to Determine Hydrological Ecosystem Services and Identify Service Providing uh, Units. Please join me in recognizing Natalia on this accomplishment. And first place uh, in receiving, as we said before, a $1,500 cash award for our online competition goes to Tarlan Rezaghi from the UNL School of Natural Resources for her poster that was entitled Using Airborne Hyperspectral Images to Estimate Green Leaf Area Index in maize and soybean, and there she is. So Tarlin, congratulations. Join me in congratulating all three of these students and all 19 that participated. Last night during the poster session, you all, all also had the opportunity to vote for your favorite poster as part of the viewer's choice competition. 
The prize in this case for honorable mention is $750 in travel support or cash, and the winner receives, receives conference registration and again a $1,500 cash award. The honorable mention award this year in the Viewer's Choice competition is Kristen Skolout from the UNL School, again from the UNL School of Natural Resources for her poster entitled Determining the Effect of Flow Regime and Climate Variability on Native and Invasive Woody Species in a Riparian Ecosystem. Is Kristen here with us today? There she is over here. And adding to the UNL School of Natural Resources Day, the winner of the Viewer's Choice Competition is Barbara Camblay, also from the UNL School of Natural Resources, for his poster entitled Mapping Evapotranspiration from Regional to Continental Scale. Please join me in congratulating Barbara. Barbara. Civil engineering. Aisha has just corrected me. He's studying in civil engineering. Yep. <laughs> that concludes our awards. Please give all of these award winners and everyone who participated a round of applause. Now I know tomorrow there's a group of a um, subset of about 90 of you who will be on the post-conference tour out into the state west of here. And some of what you'll see in the next series of slides, you'll see tomorrow. You'll see some of those regions of the state. Um, Syngenta has been a very gracious sponsor of our tour this year. We want to thank them very much for that. Uh, please give them a round of applause for helping us to sponsor the ability to see Nebraska tomorrow. We would now like to turn the program to a commemoration about our natural resource districts. Um, you, you may know, uh, the Nebraskans in the room may know, that the natural resource districts turned 40 this year in our state. They were implemented in 1972. And as I was studying the history of the NRDs, I also realized that that same year is the year that our Institute of Ag and Natural Resources was officially formed by the university. So it was a really landmark year, if you will, in the Nebraska legislature. Historically, Nebraskans have been independent and forward-thinking regarding government structures, and NRDs are part of that proud tradition. Nebraska is the only state in the union to have NRDs. They are completely unique to our state. NRDs are local government entities with broad responsibilities to protect our natural resources, governed by locally elected boards, as I mentioned earlier. A handful of board members, managers, and staff, a few who were recognized over at the table that I had the pleasure to have lunch with, have been a part of the NRD system since it was formed 
1972. Senator Maurice Kramer, sitting on the right of Governor Norbert Tiemann in the picture on the screen, introduced and the Nebraska legislature enacted Legislative Bill 1357 to combine Nebraska's 154 special purpose entities into 24 natural resource districts in 1972. The original 24 NRD's boundaries were based on Nebraska's major river basins, as the slide shows, which allowed for better management practices to be applied to similar or local topography. In 1989, the Middle Missouri NRD and the Papio NRD were merged into one, becoming the Papio Missouri NRD, resulting in the current 23 NRDs that exist today. For the last 40 years, the 23 NRDs across the state have been addressing natural resources issues and concerns with a local-based solution approach. Nebraska's NRDs are involved in a wide variety of projects and programs to conserve and protect the state's natural resource systems. For example, the Central Platte NRD, based in Grand Island, you'll be going through this area tomorrow on the tour, reached agreements with three canal companies in Dawson County to their west to implement conjunctive use plans for those canals. All arrangements with the irrigation canals in the Central Platte NRD were voluntary and provided benefits for all water users. All three agreements protect the local agricultural economy by allowing acres to continue to be irrigated while providing excess flows for other benefits such as groundwater recharge, protecting endangered species, and providing increased flows in the Platte River Basin. And some of you will remember uh, so vividly Wednesday night uh, Michael Forsberg's story about the Platte River. The Central Platte NRD partnered with the Cozad Ditch Company to manage the Cozad Irrigation Canal and to lease surface water as part of its efforts to increase Platte River flows and to protect endangered species. A major canal rehabilitation project is now underway and will be completed in three phases. You see here how this phase one consists of tree removal and shaking the banks on the lower half of the canal. In 2010, the Central Platte NRD purchased a six-mile canal. Land previously served by the canal is now served by more efficient groundwater irrigation. Landowners and farmers along the six-mile canal were eager to convert their land to groundwater use, which will be more efficient and reliable than surface water and help protect river flows and endangered species. I think I'm one-off. A one-off swat? All right, we're okay. Last, is this our Upper Republican NRD slide? Am I right? Okay. Last summer, the Upper Republican NRD, based in Imperial out in southwestern Nebraska, purchased 23 wells. All but five will be permanently retired to offset the water that will be pumped to meet the three-state compact compliance between Colorado, Nebraska, and Kansas. Five wells on the northern half of the property will be used to pump water into Rock Creek, which flows into the Republican River a few miles south of the site. The red line in the slide here is the pipeline route. Recently, the Upper Republican NRD has announced that the average groundwater levels in their district have risen consecutively three years in a row. There are promising signs that irrigators are pumping less water during periods of more normal precipitation. In 2004, the Upper Big Blue NRD at York and the Cornerstone Bank in that town 
entered into a collaborative partnership sharing a small section of irrigated land that the bank manages. The land has since been used for an agricultural test and education project, which has been well received by both producers and the public. Many producers in the NRD are now using these best practices in their own operations. Moving out west to the Panhandle, the Upper Niobrara White NRD, based in Shadron and the Natural Resources Conservation Service, has worked with many local farmers and agencies to develop an ongoing no-till farming education program for northwestern Nebraska. Each year, they coordinate and host a conference and a field day in their district. Many local farmers are proving that this farming method is not only profitable, but it also saves them time and energy while conserving their soil and water resources. To protect lives and property, NRDs have constructed or maintained more than 700 flood control structures across the state. Utilizing floodplain management measures, the NRDs design and build dams, levees, dikes, drainage ditches, and other structures to protect lives and property from floodwaters. The Papio Missouri River NRD includes Omaha and the entire Papillion Creek watershed, one of the most flash flood prone areas in the state of Nebraska. The Papio Missouri River NRD has sponsored and cost shared effective flood control efforts throughout the most flood prone uh, areas of their district. Just over a month ago, the Lower Platte North NRD, based in Wahoo, just north of, of us here in Lincoln, officially opened Lake Wanahoo. The Lake Wanahoo Sand Creek project began in the early 1990s as an effort to control severe flood problems on sand and Wahoo Creeks. The 1,777-acre recreation area features picnic shelters, a four-mile walking and biking trail, camping sites, and fishing, which provide much-needed flood control for the area. NRD lakes, trails, and wetlands provide an abundance of opportunities for outdoor recreation. Here in Lincoln, there are three trails operated by the Lower Platte South NRD that are among the best anywhere, with great rural scenery, good maintenance, and excellent support by users throughout the district. NRDs are not just water protectors. In some cases, they are also providers. A number of NRDs operate water systems for rural customers and small communities. The Cedar Knox Rural Water Project in northeastern Nebraska in the Lewis and Clark NRD and West Knox Rural Water System in the Lower Niobrara NRD are examples of rural water systems managed by our natural resource districts. NRDs have local leadership responsibilities for protecting and managing groundwater from overuse and pollution. Each district also has a plan to protect our groundwater resources. State law has given the NRDs a variety of regulatory tools to deal with contamination, shortages, or user conflicts. Over the past 40 years, NRDs have provided more than 85 million tree and shrub seedlings to Nebraska landowners across the state. Most of these seedlings were planted for landowners by local NRD employees, either by hand or by machine. Known today as the Conservation Trees for Nebraska program, each NRD independently manages its own conservation tree and shrub program to best benefit its local district. 
The NRDs have a variety of projects and programs to educate both youth and adult about conservation and natural resources. Many districts sponsor or participate in natural resources festivals, teacher workshops, classroom presentations, and many more venues. I hope that gives you, our, our, our goal today was to give you a little bit of background and overview about what the NRDs do, about the huge impact that they've had for the last 40 years in our state, and that we fully expect they will continue to have for many, many years to come. I'd now like to ask uh, Dean Etson, to, uh, representing the NRDs, to join me here on the stage. We would like to commemorate and recognize this 40th anniversary for the NRD system. Dean serves as the executive director of the Nebraska Association of Resources Districts, and we have a plaque that we would like to present on behalf of the University of Nebraska to the NRDs that reads, the University of Nebraska recognizes the Nebraska Natural Resources Districts for 40 years of innovative water governance. It's dated today, June 1st, 2012, and signed by University of Nebraska President J.B. Milliken and myself. Please, please join me in congratulating the NRDs on 40 years of success. Thank you, uh, Vice Chancellor Green. Uh, just on behalf of the NRDs, I'd like to uh, thank you, the university, and for putting on a great conference. Um, I think what we've seen here throughout the three days is the more that we can develop partnerships between education, research, government, and the private sector to help us help the agriculture community um, continue to be productive, continue to have access to water, continue to use the technologies that, that are available to them to maximize their operations. So again, thank you. I think it was a great conference. 